with a faint smile. The fat man on the right was unctuously entertaining two ladies of the chorus. Beyond him, two elderly habitués were showing their acquaintance with the fair at the Au Bon Bourgeois by consuming a trip à la mode de Cayenne, which they do very excellently there, and a bottle of Chablis Mouton, 1916, On the other side of the room, a provincial and his wife were stupidly clamouring for a cut of the joint, with lemonade for the lady, and whiskey and soda for the gentleman, while at the adjoining table, the handsome, silver-haired proprietor, absorbed in fatiguing a salad for a family party, had for the moment no thoughts beyond the nice adjustment of the chopped herbs and garlic. The head waiter, presenting for inspection a plate of Blue River Trout, helped the monocled man and his companion and retired, leaving them in the privacy which unsophisticated people always seek in genteel tea-shops, and never, never find there. "'I feel,' said the monocled man, "'exactly like Prince Florizel of Bohemia. I am confident that you, sir, have an interesting story to relate, and shall be greatly obliged if you will favour us with the recital.' I perceive that you have finished your dinner, and it will therefore perhaps not be disagreeable to you to remove to this table and entertain us with your story while we eat. Pardon my Stevensonian manner. My sympathy is nonetheless on that account. Don't be an ass, Peter, said the nondescript man. My friend is a much more rational person than you might suppose to hear him talk, he added, turning to the stranger. And if there's anything you'd like to get off your chest— you may be perfectly certain it won't go any farther. The other smiled a little grimly. I'll tell you about it with pleasure if it won't bore you. It just happens to be a case in point. That's all. On my side of the argument, said the man called Peter with triumph, do carry on. Have something to drink. It's a poor heart that never rejoices. And begin right at the beginning, if you will, please. I have a very trivial mind. Detail delights me. Ramifications enchant me. Distance, no object. No reasonable offer refused. Charles here will say the same. Well, said the stranger, to begin from the very beginning, I am a medical man, particularly interested in the subject of cancer. I had hoped, as so many people do, to specialise on the subject— but there wasn't money enough, when I'd done my exams, to allow me to settle down to research work. I had to take a country practice, but I kept in touch with the important men up here, hoping to be able to come back to it some day. I may say, I have quite decent expectations from an uncle, and in the meanwhile, they agreed it would be quite good for me to get some all-round experience as a GP. Keeps one from getting narrow, and all that. Consequently, when I bought a nice little practice at—I'd better not mention any names, let's call it X—down Hampshire Way, a little country town of about five thousand people, I was greatly pleased to find a cancer case on my list of patients. The old lady—how long ago was this? interrupted Peter. Three years ago. There wasn't much to be done with the case. The old lady was seventy-two, and had already had one operation. She was a game old girl, though, and was making a good fight of it, with a very tough constitution to back her up. She was not, I should say, 
and had never been, a woman of very powerful intellect or strong character, as far as her dealings with other people went. But she was extremely obstinate in certain ways, and was possessed by a positive determination not to die. At this time she lived alone with her niece, a young woman of twenty-five or so. Previously to that, she had been living with another old lady, the girl's aunt on the other side of the family, who had been her devoted friend since their school days. When this other old aunt died, the girl, who was their only living relative, threw up her job as a nurse at the Royal Free Hospital to look after the survivor, my patient, and they had come and settled down at X about a year before I took over the practice. I hope I am making myself clear. Perfectly. Was there another nurse? Not at that time. The patient was able to get about, visit acquaintances, do light work about the house, flowers, and knitting, and reading, and